0: Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I am your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, my co-host, Lacey
2: Finley. Oh, well, happy Monday, I hope.
0: It should be a good Monday. I don't really <laughs> know if it's a bad Monday for anybody. <laughs> I, I don't guess. know yet,
2: I guess. It's still yeah. early. Still early in the day.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, I want to talk to you about something I did on Ooh. Friday, which yeah. I thought was kind of fun. And maybe some, some of the people out there would know it. because. Uh, Sometimes I feel like some people should know certain things. um, And then, you know, when they're like, I don't know what that is. It's just, it's confusing to me. Right. You know what I mean? How
2: do I know about it?
0: Yeah. But, you know, that's just the way the world is. But I should get used to it. Anyway, um, are you familiar with the name Moobies? Does that sound familiar at all? movie Mm -hmm.
2: like for some reason jay and silent bob comes into my head is that right that is absolutely
0: right (laughs) so apparently they've been doing pop-up restaurants across the country oh yeah and a few weeks ago i found out they were having one in nashville and i was like oh shit that's cool so i looked into it and i got to go to movies technically on friday
2: Oh with, how fun! Yeah.
0: So what they did is there's a, a bar restaurant down in Nashville called the Tin Roof, and mm. they were the spot for this movies pop up, and you get to order food that is inspired by movies. So oh, okay. you get yeah. your cow tipper, which is your hamburger, <laughs> sure. or your cock smoker, which is your chicken sandwich. <laughs> uh, your hater tots, that. which are just tater tots. Your yeah. Onion rings to rule them all, which is your onion rings, obviously. Yeah. Uh, there was probably a few more items that I don't remember right off hand, but these were the things that we got. And they also offered uh, movies beer, which I looked into it because I was like, I wonder what, how that, like what that is. And apparently uh-huh. they just, I'm assuming they cut a deal with whatever local breweries around. And for this particular spot, they teamed up with Tailgate brewery which is a local in nashville which Mm -hmm. i didn't partake in that because well because i've had tailgate before and no disrespect to to their beer but it's just i've never been impressed with it so i was like "Eh." but i did uh partake in some other offerings that they had they had cbd gummies which i thought (laughs) why not they called them (laughs) boochie they called them boochie bears (laughs) Gucci But they're very uh mild in comparison yeah. because they I think they were only like ten milligrams. And okay. it seems for me to get any kind of uh feeling from it, I have to be up in like the twenties and then yeah. I can just kinda of be like
2: starting to run with the big boys now.
0: <sighs> yeah, apparently. Those <laughs> cookies are still kicking my ass. I, I've I I tried this because uh-huh. I thought, you know, by by some uh possibility Some of the last times that I had eaten a full cookie of those 63 milligrams, Uh, I had also been imbibing with a little alcohol. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe the, you know, the combination of the two is just what's making me go, woo. And I thought, okay, so what I'll do this time is I'll just have one cookie, no alcohol, and see what happens. Still the same thing. Oh, wow. You know, it's just like, whew, and I'm gone. And then I'm I'm dizzy. I'm so
2: jealous.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) But I mean, it's like a dizzy spell. Like, I get dizzy. Oh, where word. it's just like I can barely walk and the room is spinning, and then all that does is make me you know nauseous, which I don't like,
2: yeah, that's S- not good.
0: so I need to like try a half a cookie and see what happens anyway
2: yeah.
0: uh they had now this was odd, like I wasn't sure what to expect because it seems to be all the craze now is like seltzer water,
2: oh yeah, where like hard seltzers yeah,
0: mm-hmm. so they had CBD seltzer, mm-hmm. and I thought, huh. Okay, well, let's look into that. So it's a four pack, and it's got yeah. the movie's brand on it, and I'm sure that there's an actual brand attached to it, but I couldn't tell you what what the brand is. Mm-hmm. But they had four flavors, and they have a v- like different tiers of uh, intensity, I guess. So there are like two that were ten milligrams, one that's twenty, and one that's thirty. Now I tried the two tens, uh, didn't really get any kind of feeling out of it, but I will say. Uh this was like legit seltzer water like not um sugar based oh, like yeah. it was sugar free vegan everything so it's like having so an no, alcohol seltzer fine. yeah <laughs> and you just get like a hint of whatever flavor they say is in it sure. uh but what was interesting about it is that it did kind of help with a little indigestion i had with <laughs> the food know. Yeah. so it was like having an alcohol seltzer, seltzer was after the fact. helping. so mm-hmm. but uh, what I got now, like I said, what what I kind of mentioned was what we had, but what I got personally, because I wanted to try it and I've never had this opportunity to try it, is they had a one of the cow tipper options was a Beyond Burger. Now okay. I've never had a Beyond meat burger or any kind of thing like Interesting.
2: that. Interesting. I figured and, you would have.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it just doesn't seem to be readily available around here. Like I know that. Oh, okay. um burger king has like impossible burgers and stuff like that but again that's something i just i have not gone out of my way to go get it all right pretty much so this was an option i thought and this was like a full vegan burger everything on it the mayonnaise the cheese the burger everything was vegan so i thought okay let's try this out if you handed that burger to anybody and just said here's a hamburger i promise you you would not know the difference that's how amazing it was. Now, when I say amazing, I do want to step that back. I thought I was just having like a McDonald's hamburger. Like the flavors in my mouth tasted okay. like a McDonald's hamburger, like you just get the regular cheeseburger So or more
2: impressive that it tasted like meat, not necessarily an amazing burger.
0: Right. Like it okay. didn't it didn't blow me away in, in the sense that, oh my God, this is the greatest hamburger I've ever had. I was like, oh, this is very familiar. It tastes like uh, getting a cheeseburger at McDonald's or something like that, but...
2: But were we sure McDonald's had real meat this whole time, anyway?
0: Who knows? You know I mean? <laughs> and honestly, I feel like the only thing that w- was kind of a a hint that it was vegan is if you look. You know how when cheese melts on the wrapper and everything, it's got to mm-hmm. like you know what it looks like. It's like, oh yeah. yeah, it was doing that on the wrapper, but it just it looked off. Like you like it wasn't know, sticking. No, it was sticking to the paper. It just, but you could tell it was not legit cheese. Like there was just a a texture and a a look to it. There was like there's something off about this. We haven't mastered that yet. But I do want to show you this. I did get this. Oh, oh. It's a movies lunchbox.
2: That is fun.
0: And I'll post it uh, for everybody to see later on. But it's a purple like little lunchbox. Got the little movies logo on it and everything. It's pretty cool.
2: Kind of so, looks like the, the old school McDonald's, uh, like kids' meals boxes, yeah, except yeah. larger. <laughs> right. Well, much larger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but,
0: but yeah, it was like that was three bucks extra, and I thought, what the hell? It's a little keepsake because yeah. all the stuff they put it in, they had like you know your white paper bags, they had purple napkins, the whole shebang, like it's a legit restaurant. Yeah. But obviously, they get ruined with grease. And and all sure. the drippings and stuff like that, so I couldn't very well hang on to that without attracting, you know, pests. <laughs> so I got the lunchbox just because you know I wanted a little yeah. keepsake to it. Well, that's fine. So if you're if you're ever curious about Beyond Meat, uh, I you know give it a tr- give it a try I was really surprised you know by
2: what? it I had actually tried the Burger King one once mm-hmm. like when we were rolled through the drive-through I was like just get one we'll share it just a try who gives it yet yeah, it wasn't bad no like, honestly, if if they could master, like, the texture and everything, I would be 100% okay switching over to that. And I know that I'm probably supposed to have morals or something else to stand on about eating meat or whatever, <laughs> but I like it, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have it every day, um, but I do like it. It was always a texture thing for me. I was like, it just, the, the texture's not quite there for meat, but it's, uh, mm. I couldn't tell the difference looking at it for sure and yeah. tasting it. I don't know if it was just because it was in my head. I was already having one. So I'm not convinced, like, if you were to put them side by side that I would have noticed if you hadn't told me which was which. Yeah.
0: And like, that, get
2: that bias out of my head to start and then just make my own decision then. But, yeah. I mean.
0: I mean, that was actually it. one of the things that I did is I was eating the burgers. Like, when I first took that bite and I was like, wow. You know, just mm-hmm. kind of impressed by I couldn't tell the difference. I started picking at the burger meat and just trying it separate saying, right. I really can't tell the difference. Like, even texturally, I just. It didn't, like, I was starting to wonder, I was like, did they give me (laughs) a Beyond Burger? Because I don't don't know. But, again, looking at the cheese and kind of putting that together, I was like, well, it would be kind of stupid to put vegan cheese on this and then give me an actual hamburger.
2: Well, I mean. (laughs) You know. We'll see how, you know busy they were and how much the workers cared at that point <laughs> yeah
0: well everyone else there was pretty cool i mean they had um some interesting pieces of of you know view askew artwork on the yeah. walls they had the movies logo everywhere uh they if you look toward the back they had pictures that said employee of the month and it was the cast of clerks too which I oh fine. that's cool and yeah. then if I paid it, like, I didn't catch it at first, but I happened to be walking by their counter, uh, their bar counter. And there was a sign, like, cruddly made that says, if you plan on stealing from us, let us know from clerks. And I was like, oh, that's, that's primo. That's good. Nice. <laughs> so they did a really good job at setting this place up to, to kind of have that movie's feel, but also yeah. pay homage to the other movies and stuff like that so i I really had a lot of fun just checking it out like fun
2: yeah like a one-time thing yeah
0: (laughs) no big deal see me becoming a regular but But yeah Yeah. it'd be pretty cool and and maybe who knows i I could go back down there some other time like Mm -hmm. i don't i've been to that part of nashville before and it's that deep downtown where it just gets a little like i'm uncomfortable here because there's too much traffic and ah that's oh, too big city feel for you. Yeah, because once I got people, I was looking for a parking space and I was like, I'm just going in to grab food and I'm leaving. Uh-huh. I'm not staying. So I don't want to pay for like $20 parking or something like that. So I started looking around and luckily they still had those uh, parking spots with the meters, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize we were still doing that, but I'm glad we are. And <laughs> I found a spot nearby and I was like, oh, thank God. So, yeah. Luckily, it was an in-and-out kind of situation, and we, we got our food. It was really good.
2: There you go. Oh, you didn't stay? You didn't stay and eat it well, there?
0: No, because I yeah. was just like, eh. A little much, yeah. Yeah, because of, you know, pandemic and stuff like that. Because we're, we're having... Like crowded? Well, I mean, actually not, because it was like middle of the day, because I left work early for this.
1: <laughs>
0: mm. I had planned on doing more than just that uh that day but but
2: i mean it took a while to find parking that's understandable yeah
0: not as long as you think but i was i still had to make a circle to come back was trying to
2: help you out man i know
0: but (laughs) no um covid man it's uh that's that's where i'm kind of it's making a surge like i wanted to go see my brother this weekend and and see my nephew for the second time and maybe actually spend some time with a little tyke and COVID just keeps surging, and at first it was him, and now it's us because, you know, schools. Schools are closing down, by the way, for the next week because of this. Uh, Everyone in the – so uh, I don't want to get off on a tangent. I I know that everybody probably tired of hearing about this, but just follow me on this logic here. Tell me how it makes sense to say that kids can come to school with a positive – uh, COVID test as long as they're not showing symptoms.
2: Wait. What?
0: Yeah. This is this is actually something I've heard uh, through numerous school systems in this state. If As long as you're not showing symptoms, you can come to school if you've had a positive test. It's okay.
2: So, in other words, if you have the ability to hide the fact you're positive, you can still come to school? Yeah. Okay.
0: And then they wonder why they have a surge in cases... And now they're having to shut numerous school systems down for a week because of this, because they need to contain it. <sighs> you know? Furthermore, and I'm going to admit this, uh, we found out that my oldest, who lives with us, tested positive. So she's quarantined in a room. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, um, the school, my youngest daughter's school, said that py- or, or Calliope could still come back to school. Because she's not testing positive. So it's okay. It's okay if she comes. Even though I the kid... Uh, simp- I don't want to say... She she doesn't quite grasp it. Like the gravity of it. Oh. And she's uh, seven. She's
2: young. Yeah, yeah. she's seven. Gonna, so yeah.
0: we're already trying to keep her from going back there. Like when we came home yesterday, where did she go? She ran right back to her sister's room. She was like, No!
1: Oh god. Yeah. and
0: we told her that we've got two bathrooms don't go to your normal bathroom use our bathroom until mm-hmm. all this is gone what did she do this morning run straight to her and i was like god kid come on yeah. but again she's seven she doesn't she's, understand she's yeah. you know it's it's frustrating because we're trying to do our best to contain it but this is exactly why we don't think it's a good idea for her to go back to work i talked to my job as soon as i found out and i said hey my oldest daughter tested positive. Yeah, like positive. you're supposed
2: to do for yeah. tracing and I was like, on.
0: so I just wanted to know, she's in the house, she's quarantined, she's not showing any symptoms, but you know, she tested positive and they said, Are you vaccinated? And I'm like, Yes. And they're like, Well then you can come to work. I was like, All right. So no. but I'm gonna do my due diligence because I can still carry it. And sure. I'm gonna go just back wear to wear your mask. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I our, one of our um, rules at, at work is if you've been vaccinated, you could go maskless if you wanted to, and it's fine. Yeah. But I'm, I, I feel like... I
2: think a lot of places started that maybe a little too soon. Yeah. Like maybe as they were thinking they were dangling some sort of treat in front of those who like didn't want it. They were mm-hmm. like, you know, if you do, you don't have to do this anymore. And then we were like, oh, wait, they're still contagious. This is mm-hmm. maybe not a great idea. No. And,
0: and I'm not <laughs> going to subject my coworkers... To the possibility, mm-hmm. because I could have it, I could have it and just not know it, right? Because you know, I'm just carrying it around on my back for
2: you. You're not showing symptoms, yeah. yeah.
0: So I don't want to be responsible for getting someone sick. So I will be going back to mask wearing. And when they ask why, it's like I'm doing it for you, because mm-hmm. hey, guess what? That's what it's all about. That's what it's You selfish yeah. pricks. That's what it's supposed to be about, yeah. <sighs> Oof. I've just I've got no chill for this uh, no COVID thing. I, I honestly wish that more companies would start mandating vaccines, mandating regular testing, because the surges are coming back. I know it's it just feels inconvenient for so many people, but you know what? This isn't rights. This is a health concern. Mm-hmm. This is well beyond your fucking rights. So if you don't like what I'm saying, sorry, but yeah. not sorry.
2: Now I've kind of lost it empathy for that as well now and it's just nothing more than just being tired of
0: <laughs> and, over look, and
2: over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and eventually you're just like well i can only feel so much if this is the choices people are going to be making yeah. and i you know
0: and look i'll even i'll even go this is the smallest little olive branch i'll give because i've heard this argument before well uh, anytime so-and-so got a vaccine, they got really sick and they almost died or whatever, they had to be hospitalized, then talk to your doctor. That, yeah. You know, talk to your doctor about it. See if it if there's a possibility that you could get sick. Because, it, sure, it, it can happen. I understand that. I, I do know that there are a few cases out there where it can happen, so I'm not yeah. saying... You know, this hey, was
2: never. This was never a cure.
0: No, it's a vaccine. <laughs> right, it's, it's a supposed to help difference. slow it
2: down. It's supposed to help you survive it if yeah. you do catch it. Is like the hope, you know. And uh, again, I, with anything, there's always going to be that exception that nobody saw.
0: Yeah, and you know, it, but like a health
2: issue maybe that wasn't caught because of a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And
0: but we're still—that's I
2: mean, unfortunate. But
0: but we're still at a point where. Yeah. Less than 1% of all hospitalized cases are vaccinated people. Less than 1%. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Out of all the people in the I world, there are very, 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 very I few. would just challenge everyone to listen to their
2: doctors. You yes. go to them for your medical care for anything else and you trust what they're saying and probably take other medications that they have recommended to you for your own health. Don't look at Facebook or Twitter or your family or anything like that. Go to your doctor. You know my health history. You know it's in the vaccine. Is this something I'm healthy enough for and would be a benefit? And don't tell them, don't tell me about it because you're shoving it down my throat. Just listen to what they say. If you've trusted them with your health care this whole time, then I don't see why this would be that exception where they're going to want to start screwing you over and killing everybody off. I don't know. But again, I don't run in those circles, so I don't really know all of the different like – things that are floating around as to why people don't want it I really don't (laughs) I've heard a few like just in conversations even this week where I'm like oh that's a new thing I didn't know I was supposed to get and I feel cheated by the
0: way -hmm. yeah because we're supposed to be super I should be superhuman
2: now yeah I was like nothing sticks to me my cell service didn't improve I mean glow in a light
0: (laughs) if if at the start they told me getting the vaccine would turn me into magneto sign my ass, dude Right. You know? Like,
2: who doesn't want superpowers? Right. Come on. Like, okay, I know this is another side (laughs) tangent, but every time I see, like, those TV shows where, like, a kid gets superpowers and I just want to be a kid. No, you don't. No. who's writing this stuff nobody's gonna be like oh i can fly now but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be normal of course not because you're superhuman and that's cool right there's no way people would be like oh hell no to superpowers give me a break you're a liar
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) just insanity but hey you guys didn't come here to listen to us rant about covid (laughs) i apologize Uh, So, hey, what have you been playing this week?
2: Okay, you're going to hate me. I haven't really played anything this week. I will admit to y'all siblings, life was a little bit much more this week for responsibilities I had to tend to. And when I was done with it, I laid down on the couch. I didn't want to sit at a PC. (laughs) I hardly could stare at a screen. So I really didn't play anything. But I did watch a bunch of trailers for stuff coming up. Mm -hmm. So I at least know what's coming down the pike or whatever but yeah this week was a gameless week for me
0: it's okay there's (laughs) nothing wrong with it sometimes we need a break I would have much
2: rather been playing games (laughs) (laughs) but so so as exciting as that was what Mm. have you been playing this week
0: well I was trying to get through uh, a few games just to kind of prep myself for what we had planned this week but because yeah. life again. Yeah, because it it shifted back and forth. So <laughs> this for, week
2: we just had no idea what was going on. I'll throw it out there. Yeah. Maybe we're supposed to sound professional. Like <laughs> no, I mean no. It's hard.
0: things happen, and things luckily, not lighting up. Luckily, uh we've got uh, several things already kind of planned. So mm-hmm. shifting gears on what we were going to do or talk about. You know, it. I'm trying to make it easier on myself. So things like this come up we're going to be like well all right so i'll shift this back and we'll move so That's smart for everybody else uh mm-hmm. we probably don't do this often enough but now you you can look forward to next week knowing the next week we're going to be talking about no more heroes 3 yeah that is a guarantee uh unless something really just throws us all off
2: <laughs> i don't get power anymore
0: after that. because i've not had time like even even if I had played it, which I have not, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't yeah. think I would have had time enough to really get a good handle on it. Sure. So, and, th- and that's fine. So, next week, No More Heroes 3. But to prep for that, I had mm-hmm. been replaying the No More Heroes series. Yeah. Uh, now, I had played, I think I'd finished one by last week, and then I'd started on two. And because I would, had been talking about the changes there and everything like that, I will say this about part two: um, one thing I, I really appreciate with it compared to the first one is there is just this through line. If you want to go and, and play the bosses, fight the bosses, you just you do it. You know, you don't have to do all the side mission stuff. You don't have to if you are ready and you want to go, you can do it. Boom! Don't no, no earning money to enter. To go to the next thing, which is what okay. they did in the first one. And from what I hear, they've re-implemented that in part three. But okay. to what degree? I don't know. I appreciate that. But <laughs> there is a training uh, area, a gym, which like they had in the first one, to kind of help boost your stats so you can you know have a little extra health or a little extra strength to kind of help you with your battles. Mm-hmm. I forgot about this one training session, which is your strength training. I remember, I, and this is 10 years ago at least, I remember being able to pull this off. I remember it being frustrating, but I know I did it. I couldn't do it this time. Like I got so far and I was like, you know what, fuck this. I can't do this anymore <laughs> because I'm not going to be angry with this game. Sure. But what it is is, that they've turned it in, like I've mentioned before, a lot of these side missions or mini games are 8-bit now. And mm-hmm. they're still as great as I remember. I had a lot of fun with them. But this particular one, you have your gym trainer throwing barbells at you. So you, what you have to do is you have to punch them as they come. Or he'll throw them low and you got to kick them. Okay. The farther into this training you get, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And he's just chucking them at you. And then he'll blow you kisses and you've got to duck them. So Aww.
1: it's just I like. I want to catch them. <laughs>
0: I, you'd think that would be the thing to do.
2: Yeah, that would have been so much more cute. Like, now I have to catch your kisses, and he, like, blows them way away from you or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's just, it's this constant barrage of, like, one, two, three, one, two, three, and it just gets so fast and frustrating, and you mm-hmm. can only mess up so much. Like, they right. give you a little bit of leeway on how many times you can get hit, but beyond that, then you fail. And then you've got to repay to do the training again.
2: Oh, yeah. So
0: if it was just retry, 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 maybe I could give it, but the fact that I have to repay to train again and all that mess, it's just like, oh, I can't take this. And... Can you just, like, cheat and save it before and then, like... You can. Start over. But, I mean,
2: I know that's not ideal, but if we want to be garbage about it, here's a yeah. way. <laughs> I mean,
0: there, there are people who said, just do that until you get it right. But yeah. The, and... You know what? That's all well and good, but it's that repetitiveness that I've mentioned before, where you have to go through the sequence, you have to hear the same sure. spiel oh, all over again. Yeah. It's like, please, for the love of God, just let me get to the game. Uh huh. So, those that that element of these games are probably the one thing that maybe at when I initially played them it didn't bother me, but it now bothers me because I'm just like, why can't we just skip all this, you know, nonsense? Sure. I just don't understand why we. I've one time I get it. That's fine. Second time? Uh-huh. No. Cut the bullshit. Right. I've heard this, you know, nonsense before. <laughs> right.
2: he's what's to kill me, blah blah blah. I've heard the speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But despite not having my strength maxed out, I still beat the game no problem.
2: There you go. See? And
0: so it's it's not a necessity. You can get you as were far super as you are superhuman
2: already. Yeah.
0: So I, I got my uh, my groove back and was whipping ass like the best of them. And for the first time, and this was one of those games that I had been wanting to play, but I guess I'm too cheap to buy, uh, was Travis Strikes Again, which we saw at PAX uh, yes. about two, three years ago, whenever mm-hmm. we, first time we went, I think, <laughs> Yeah, on the like Switch.
2: 2017, I think, maybe.
0: Yeah, something like that, yeah, 2017 yeah. and 2018, one of those times. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I just, since I was close to, to beating part two, I thought, you know, why don't I look into this real quick? You know, see see where it's at on the PlayStation store because that's where I've had it on my wish list for some time. And I guess yeah. this was a week for indie sales because it was like 10 bucks and I didn't hesitate. I was like sold and Big bought it. it. Yeah. So there it is. And I wasn't sure how I'd feel about the game because I remember the format being different because this is more of a, a hack and slash, you know, uh, what, what do you call it? Top down kind of
2: yeah I, I i'm sure there's got to be terminology for that specific like camera angle on the game yeah. but i always just do that like 3d top down kind of isometric XCOM maybe yeah. kind of like how they move yeah
0: so i and again i remember playing it and i thought i guess this could be fun but at the same time there was a part of me that said this could also be kind of repetitive after a while and just be like eh, i don't know but yeah. I've been having a lot of fun with it, mainly because the way they're presenting the game, not just, I mean, the combat can get a little stale, but they do find a way to mix it up a little bit and try to keep it fresh and interesting, mm-hmm. because the concept of the game is that you and another character uh, whom whose daughter you killed in the first game, if you can, and this is where the narrative through line follows, which I thought would be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. He's coming looking for revenge. And then you both get sucked into this game console called the Death Drive Mark II. And it's supposed to be this mystical weapon or (laughs) government. I don't know. It it gets kind (laughs) of crazy. Uh, So you play within games of... I think the concept initially, like when you kind of heard about it or even with the trailer... Mm-hmm. you were kind of under the impression that you were going to be playing actual indie games like within those games. Okay. And that's not the case. So it was a little disappointing for me, but there are homages to other indie games because the t-shirts that you can collect within the game, they are actual mm-hmm. logos from oh. certain indie games. So I've seen like uh, Hotline Miami, Super Superhot, uh, Minute, Hollow Knight, uh, you name it. I've I mean, Gris... I mean, oh, they're, yeah. they're all in there. So, uh, Papers Please, Absolver. I'm Just oh, trying wow. to think of some of these coming to mind. Yeah,
2: you're just like, I'm like, I love these games yeah. that you're mentioning right now.
0: Hyperlight Drifter. Um, uh, there, I could go on. Anyway, yeah. you got it. There's oh, a, fine though. Just about any indie title that you can think of. There's a T-shirt for it. You can buy it and then wear it if you want to. So that that's kind of paying homage. Plus, I thought if you pay attention to some of the dialogue, he. <laughs> There was a, I can't remember the line specifically, but it was a nice little, that's awesome. When they were talking about how the game is coming together, Travis Mm -hmm. made mentions like, you know what? We'll just be picked up by Devolver. They'll release this thing. You know, that's what they do. This is crazy enough for them. And I was like, oh, that's that's beautiful. No, but he's, he's so on point. And I was like, that's great. But... In between games, because you'll start within a game, play that, and then you'll come back out. Then you have to collect death balls for the next game. And how they do that is like a text-based adventure. Uh So you get on your bike and say you're going to go play Travis Strikes Again. And then it turns into this green DOS (laughs) looking, you know, green and black uh-huh. text adventure so you're just essentially following the like text and, way old school rpg yeah.
2: eh? let's do it yeah and
0: at first it was like i wasn't sure how that was going to work and the story just kind of you know ran through i'm just sitting there reading the text i was like all right this is how it's going to go and then i get the death ball come back the second time i had to do it you get told just like so we're going to do this again and it's like yeah this is how this works it's like but no one wants to read this shit it's like you came here for an action game no one wants to sit here and read I was like, fine, what do you want to do? I was like, speed it up. And I was like, fine, fine, we'll speed it up. And then it just kind of cut to the chase, got the death ball, and then we're back to the game. And I was like, see, that's the kind of meta stuff. That's great. So there's a lot of interesting bits like that in there. So don't just dismiss it immediately Mm -hmm. for, for little things like that. And even the games themselves don't play the same. So you're not getting the same experience within each game. So, like, the first one, you're just running through hack, slash, hack, slash, and it's like, here, we're kind of presenting you with the basics. Uh The second game that I've played, they do this thing where you're kind of in a maze, and then you have to find your way to a house where a murder took place. Then you go in there, you fight some enemies, you come back out, and then there's a new maze, and it's Uh presented like cases. And then, eventually, you get to the boss, you fight him. Third game okay. is kind of... I want to play this. It's it's really interesting. The third game was kind of a platformer, but also you were running around in a mansion. And I feel like each of these games were paying homage to something like... I'm, I at first thought the third game was paying homage to something like Resident Evil because of the mansion. But then okay. they would do these little text boxes at the bottom, and they had a very unique look to them that was not Resident Evil. So I wasn't sure what they were paying homage to, and so there might be an indie game out there that's that they're pointing to specifically that says this is what we're trying to be like, wink and nod. You get it? And be like, oh yeah, that's cool. So I'm not sure about that, but there were some platforming elements which I was trying to play with Katrina because you could do uh, co-op, which mm-hmm. kind of helps. But we had to cut co- co-op off in that world because there were these platforming elements where you're jumping on these donuts. Mm-hmm. trying to get to the next area. And we couldn't do it simultaneously. Like if one of us would fall off, they would shift us all the way back. Even sure. if the other person got to the other platform.
2: Kind of like Guacamelee, right?
0: Yes. So it was just Where like, we
2: would just kind of like hang out and let you take us through the whole level. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Pretty much
2: <laughs> like you're going too fast. All right. Well, I guess we're over there now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we just said, you know what? I'll take care of this. And then you can come back uh, after, <laughs> because it was just like too frustrating. But, anyway, I'm I'm anxious to see what the other games are. I feel like there was another one that we unlocked, but right off the top of my head, I am I think it was just like a maze. Like, you're just okay. going through, like, these little areas, and you have, just have to find your way through. Still the hack and slash, but you're just working your way through a maze. And then there was a race, uh, in the like, in between levels that you had. So, you'd go there, collect this thing you need for the race. You'd come back. You'd do the race, mm-hmm. which is kind of Tron-esque. And then... And even the way they did the race... It was frustrating at one point because you have to shift gears to speed up, and you have to be very particular about how you do it because they'll show you like the dots is like Mm -hmm. here's you start at one, then you have to shift to two, three, and four, and you can't do it all at once. You have to wait until it says shift now, and then you shift and shift now, and they'll move it like a maze where it's it's not always the same. So if you fail, it's not going to be the same way they do it so you have to pay attention to how you so i
2: can't really get better
0: yeah i mean eventually i think at one point i lost so much it was just like look we'll simplify it for you (laughs) got it cool thank you i was like thank yeah."
2: (laughs) thank you i know you were probably trying to make me feel stupid but thank you
0: yeah that's that's what i got i was like all right i'll take it it doesn't matter Uh at this point Uh, But I've been having a lot of fun with it, and I'm trying to get an idea where it falls within the game series. Because at first I heard it was like a side game, but at the same time I've heard that it does correlate. So I feel like this takes place after Part 2, but there's also some sequences in Part 2 that feel uh, like they're right before 3 is going to start. Mm -hmm. So I think this game is in between those two segments. So not the the flash-forwards, but like right after the ass end of Part 2, then this game happens, then all those flash-forward sequences you see in Part 2 is after this game, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. And the only other thing I want to mention about this is I I read into this, and I'm really trying to look for the clues about it, but I found out that this game... Is a very personal game to Suda Fifty One because he said this is like him venting his frustrations at EA, and oh. I didn't I didn't know this, but apparently he made an, a game with EA called Shadow of the Damned, and he has admitted the game that released was not the game that he intended to make. That's the game they wanted to make.
2: Ah, oh, so EA's always been EA. Yeah,
0: exactly. So he, he said, you know, he, he did not like working with them. He didn't like the way their structure worked. Uh, so he's, he was upset about it because this was yeah. the game that got released was not his game. And within this game, he's talking and, and throwing shade at all these big studios and embracing the indie, you mm-hmm. know, and what they're capable of and showing that you don't have to have a big studio behind you to do a great game. And, in yeah. fact, that's what what I've heard about Part 3. It didn't have a big studio behind it. It was just him and his crew, and they got an awesome game yeah. out, from what I hear. Yeah, But I don't know that. But, um, yeah, if you can check out I- either of those games, uh, do so. Yeah. And, and then I'll, uh, like I said, next week, No More Heroes 3, hopefully. And I'll give you my take on that, because I'm hardcore on the guy, and yep. I know he's... Um, He's a very specific cup of tea For some people I don't think he's for everybody So And that's, that's fair Because I've heard mixed yeah. reviews But We'll see if If I can embrace it Or if I'm just Right like, oh, Somebody man.
2: who's been a fan Since the beginning Back yeah. when they were new
0: Right yeah. And, and so. you know what I can be I can be critical I've been critical You know mm-hmm. about the Repetitive nonsense So yeah. I can be critical Don't mm-hmm. don't think I'm just gonna Fluff him forever <laughs> <laughs> But anyway. Forever. Yeah, but anyway, hey, you got some news we can talk about? There
2: was a little bit of news this week. I'll uh, uh, it, mostly Gamescom, mm-hmm. of course. So we'll just we'll we'll kind of talk about that a little bit later. And some of our favorite games maybe got announced, delayed, whatever. There was mm-hmm. a lot.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. There, there was, was a lot,
2: lot more than I was expecting. <laughs> but let's start off with another guess. Who's back? Uh-huh. Who's back in the news? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We uh we have soldier boy
1: oh, back dear. in the
2: gaming news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to, you know, sell a new <laughs> gaming something. Dang. I'm not sure. I keep looking at it. And I'm trying to understand it, but um let's see here. So <laughs> he returned yet again uh with another gaming creation, of course, uh, from his own creative mind. Sure, sure. Uh, but, uh this time he's hawking the TRDR pocket. Uh, which is based on the Retroid Pocket. Mm -hmm. They look exactly the same. Uh, So along with this announcement, came to him taking to Instagram to let us all know he, in fact, now owns Atari. Uh,
0: Hmm? What?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? They totally sent him an agreement that he, like, owns Atari. He's going to take this company to a different direction. Uh Yeah. uh yeah 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 so he he, he live streamed this on his instagram he sure, live streamed man. this on okay. his instagram that he was the de facto owner of atari and he co- blatantly says they signed me to a deal at atari big shout out to atari the whole staff i'm about to revamp the company we going to take atari to the next level i am now the owner of atari i own the video game company atari that's it, what his they, he even said they were real proud of me and what I did with the Soldier Boy game console. You know what I'm saying. I blew Soldier Boy game up. All right. So, of course, after that comes out, Atari's like, what now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be my response, too.
2: So Atari, you know, came out and, of course, denied these claims, uh, pointing out that Wade Rosen is still, in fact, the CEO over at Atari, and we know it's a cool job to want, uh, mm. but Wade Wade still has that uh, the pleasure of that title right now. So, uh, so Soldier Boy, what does he do? Goes to, to back to Instagram Live to show off how right he is. Okay. So he, uh, you know, a bunch of expletive deleted this, that, or the other. It's uh, definitely not a safe for work video. He's <laughs> unhappy in it. Um, so <laughs> Soldier Boy, took to another live stream to show off the contract he received
0: mm-hmm. that shows
2: that he's the owner of Atari. Um, so I kind of think this was the first time he read it. It was on his Instagram Live. I can believe it. Um, because he was trying to avoid certain words on it that you could tell he was just blatantly trying to not say out loud once I think it finally clicked with him what the agreement was. It actually appears to be a marketing agreement.
0: Ah, okay.
2: So as I'm re- like, I actually was watching another video talking about because I didn't go to his Instagram live, you know, but they showed his live feed. So I paused it so I could try to read what was behind him because he put it up on the screen, you know, for everyone to read. Um, and it looks like it was a marketing agreement with payment of Atari tokens. Wasn't even money.
0: What, what are Atari it was a, tokens?
2: I think they were their, like, stab at, like, a Bitcoin. Ah,
0: gotcha. Because that's going to be <laughs> so, worth a lot
2: a failed currency Mm -hmm. I guess is what it looks like so um yeah so he's spouting off on the live stream and and as he starts to read it completely avoid saying the word tokens I think that was the moment when it was like oh this wasn't 140 million dollars of shares of Atari like he was also trying to say that he had 100 he's gonna sell it for 140 million or he's getting paid 140 million shares however he articulated it now so, yeah, it was a promo deal. They wanted to pay him in crypto, I guess. So nothing with shares, nothing to do with ownership. I'm still not even sure why Atari would reach out to him for marketing because of the whole Soldier Boy console thing. But I guess PR is PR. I guess. I guess however you look at it. Um, either way, I'm trying to look at this new handheld, which claims, you know, to have a 16-hour backup battery, um, 1080p streaming with an OLED screen. Um, I've even, so I'm not sure I understand where the gaming really comes in. Cause it's powered by Android. Okay. It comes with apps like Netflix, Spotify, and Apple music just already installed. Um, social networking apps already installed. Um, a processor, Bluetooth, four gigs of RAM. Okay. 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 Uh, download your songs, MP3, MP4, wave movies. If you want, uh, browse with Chrome. So is it like just not a phone, but a phone? Sure. I guess cuz like I honestly I and siblings if I miss this please let me know but where does it say what games it can play or do you have to download your own rom this time instead of him just <laughs> giving it to you like last time which was what got him in trouble I don't mm. know. So I'm I'm a little confused and I'm also confused at the what they say is the super affordable price of 2.9999
0: no, you can get a, a switch.
2: switch for three hundred dollars. Yes. So I don't know, siblings. You know, if you want it, I guess go buy it. Let us know what you think. If it's just like this gaming revolution, uh, no. and, um, I don't know. This dude's a something else. He is He's something and, else. <laughs> and don't forget the
0: the legal trouble that she mentioned. We're talking about he tried to rip off the Game Boy.
2: Yeah, and, like, and oh, at Nintendo, you try to step on Nintendo?
0: Oh. Yeah, they're going to shut you down <laughs> real quick.
2: You can't even make something that kind of looks like their property. Mm. And they're gonna like,
0: so, yeah. Hey, and we'll talk about that a little later on. Anyway. uh
2: uh-huh, we got that, too. We got that, too. But, I mean, uh, that's up for sale, I guess, if you want a TRDR pocket.
0: Um, Just don't do it, please. Let us, Don't support we'll let this us idiot and his <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean it's been in stock. I've not seen it on eBay. I've not seen any scalpers going after it. <laughs> it's because even
0: they know like no. Nah.
2: I'm just saying I'm looking at it right now and I can still add to cart. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying. And it's been that way since we started because I've just left the webpage open so I could read all of the cool
0: features. <laughs> no. It's fine.
2: Well, anywho, one of these days he'll break through. I, I just, you know, the passion's there. We just yeah. got to get the direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and a little update here also from 11-Bit Studios. You know, I mentioned last week that the the reseller site Kinguin was trying to sell copies of Frostpunk 2, a game mm-hmm. that's barely in development. And, you know, there's, that's pretty much the info. We know 2 is coming, at full stop, you know. um, They win. They took it down. So um, 11-Bit Studios tweeted out over the week, you know, um, our last week's response may have been harsh, (laughs) but in hindsight, it looks like it was effective. So a big thank you to all of you who support the gaming community at large and all the media outlets that helped spread the message. Let's make game dev better. So congratulations to all involved. Got them to take it down. I don't know why they were profiting off of a game that doesn't exist, that even the developers don't have keys for um but there you go so th- mm-hmm. when the internet came together for good like quit ripping this off and making money off of this thing like the studio doesn't even know what they're doing completely with it yet so yeah. I'm just like chill we don't even know if it's going to be 40 dollars
0: i'd really like to know what ha- what's happened over the last year where scalpers are now just taking hold of too everything. much time
2: on our hands now i guess we had way too many people without you know a, a basic source of income and it was working, I guess. I don't sure. know. I'm generalizing. I'm sure there's probably other reasons, but it just, it seemed like it, it took off this last year. Cause well, I mean, hell we even decided we were all going to be in stocks. <gasps> this is what that year was about.
0: <laughs> and speaking of which. Oh yeah. Speaking of which
2: you, me, what did, what did you get? Oh, I didn't know if I should say it yet because you know, it still could be stolen.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Shit. Uh, well, hey, let's, I'm like I still have
2: all of my expectations coming, but yes, I managed to snag a PS5. Woo! Hopefully, yeah. Um stupid Walmart that press to hold. I feel like I had to actually look up instructions on how this <laughs> works. Steven, yeah. I was holding the whole time.
0: The whole time.
2: I didn't know that you were supposed to let up. I didn't understand this whole system at all. And I really did. I got mad. And I sent Stephen a message. I'm like, I'm done trying Walmart. I don't understand what this present hold is. I can't get past it. Nothing happens. I don't get a message, you know? So as you do, you go to Twitter and see if other people were also pissy about this present and hold. And they were. And I found the tip. So uh. when it like restocked at like 820 or something actually it wasn't so bad with the exception my credit card company was like "Eh -eh, you don't spend money like this and I'm like not now (laughs) (laughs) no i tried. to this is me I swear to god so I ended up having to use my debit card which is hilarious (laughs) Uh, no no, why is it hilarious you blocked me on my credit card but not money directly out of my account
1: Mm hmm
2: Mm hmm I mean I get it but Mm -hmm. that money's gone yo (laughs) even on charge but yeah. yeah so hopefully on september 17th is when they say my uh delivery date is Woo! i will have APS ps5
0: and it could come sooner because <laughs> i remember having like when i got mine they told me my delivery date was uh gonna be in january and i got mine like the day after christmas so oh, sweet all so right just keep well, that in mind okay
2: i haven't seen a shipped email or anything yet still saying they're prepping my order mm-hmm. so i'm just trying to keep very realistic view Like, if my mailman leaves it on the porch, or someone steals it, or if it even makes it to me in transit, like, I've read all the stories. So we'll see. So once it's in my hands and I'm holding it, then mm. I'll be more excited. I'm just trying to keep realistic, realistic expectations so I don't cry.
0: Now, which, which one did you get, the disc or discless? With
2: the disc, yeah. Disc. We're, okay. still, we're still not willing to um, completely enter into the new age.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get that because <laughs> yeah. I know for a fact that I could probably benefit just having the discless. But mm-hmm. since I borrow games from Todd quite often, <laughs> it's just it felt like... Uh, a misstep to not because the games I get from him. we still have
2: a lot of games on on disc. And in theory, they're saying they should play because, I mean, obviously, we don't have, like, a bunch of PlayStation 5 games yet. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it just made sense for me. And we still... I still like to get hard copies where I can. Mm -hmm. I know I'm mostly PC, so I haven't had a hard copy really in God knows when. But I still would if that was the option.
0: Yeah. I guess I I, really would. I guess, kind of like you said, I like having the option. Mm -hmm. So if by chance someone gifted me a disc version of a game, I could be like, yeah, okay, cool. And I don't have to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I keep playing. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I, yeah, I'm still not quite ready to, to release physical copy altogether. Um, I'm sure that'll just come a day where it's just not even an option and well, we'll just go with it, I guess. What can I do?
0: (laughs) Well, it's kind of like where where I'm at with, with movies now. I mean, like I said, Mm -hmm. I've become obsessed with buying movies on voodoo, which probably is not a good idea, but I I can't, I can't help it. (laughs) It's just so easy. And when they just like $5. I can't remember the last
2: time I bought a
0: movie. Mm. But see that's <laughs> like the, I feel, But that's yeah. the thing though. I mean, depending on the movie is when mm-hmm. it'll shift to me buying it physical. Like the Marvel movies, for example. gonna buy it gonna buy it well you like to collect
2: them as like a keepsake or whatever and i'm sure they put extra stuff in the hard copies Mm -hmm. that make it more fun to collect so i can understand that
0: and and there are even like um certain older movies that you could probably find on streaming services but i like having like my collectible Mm -hmm. edition like the i know all the friday the 13th movies i think are on hbo max or one of those services like that but shout factory released like a big box set all these bells and whistles and special features and stuff like that I'm like hell yeah I'm getting that like I even had them on blu-ray but I was like mm-hmm. no this is this is more this is all the cuz I'm a huge fan so of course I'm going to uh-huh. buy that yeah and and there's even and I, I really shouldn't do this <laughs> but I can't help it I'm just, they they tempt <laughs> me so shout factory I think next month at the end of next month they're releasing the first 5 Halloween movies 4K Every oh, yeah? single one of them in a box set. It's pretty expensive, but it's just like, 4K Halloween? Uh, uh, and I've got them on Blu-ray. But I'm just like, uh, That's uh. That probably as hard to pass up. You know? Now that
2: I've entered the, the world of 4K.
0: And I wouldn't even know how to split up the ones that I have, because this was like years ago, my daughter bought me the Halloween, like it was every Halloween movie ever made up to that point, in one mm-hmm. big box set on Blu-ray. And I was like, oh cool. And I can't split those five out of there because the they're like in slip cases within this open book. Okay. Set. Yeah. So I can't just be like, here, you take these discs and I'm gonna take these four K's and slide them in there. It doesn't work like that. So I'm lot. just I'm gonna have extra copies. Kind of like the Universal Monster movies I have. I've got extra got copies of I got like three copies of Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein because hey, they you know bundled what? them no, all together. You-
2: exactly you need to hold on to that media yeah that could f- fade away that's true that's <laughs> hold on true to that one you know um i'm sure it'll be out there somewhere but, but
0: anyway yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sitting here being like look at me mommy. doesn't matter i'm just saying collectors <laughs> you know we collectors. we have our we have our yeah. um our hooks the things that just upset we are just like oh god yeah because i'd love to see what they could do with halloween and 4k I don't even know if I mentioned it here, but they did like a 4K transfer for the original Friday the 13th. Mm-mm. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, I I never thought that movie could look so pristine. But, oh my, whatever they did. And it's not even a 4K DVD right. or Blu-ray. It's It's just a 4K transfer onto Blu-ray. And it looks
2: phenomenal. It's really cool how they can upgrade these older things to look like that. You know, like even, <laughs> and we're getting on such a tangent, I but, uh, uh, um, um, oh shoot now I can't even remember the name of the show Dick Van Dyke
1: yeah
2: uh like just they didn't colorize it or anything but I was watching it on like Hulu and they put it in HD and I'm like this is so crazy looking to me like it's so crisp and clean and clear even in black and white yeah. I'm like it just blew my mind that it's amazing we sit there and dedicate time to crisping that up and it just it looked kind of weird though yeah you know because I'm just like this isn't how I saw Dick Van Dyke TV show <laughs> or you know like it's just so weird to me but
0: yeah. It looked just,
2: good. It did. It looked good.
0: There was a YouTube Anyhow. channel. <laughs> well I, all right. one last <laughs> little tangent. And while while we're on it, there's a YouTube channel, and if I could if I can remember it, I might put it in the show links down below so you can check it out. But some company is dedicated to trying to do these high definition cleanup transfers for a lot of old stuff. Mm. And there's yeah. a clip they did showing, I think it was a little rascal short, and it was like, here's the original video. And then here's what we've done. It's, it's really impressive. The, the, the amount of time and effort they put into trying to clean these things up and restore them yeah. and, and arc, you know like preserve oh, yeah, them, I guess. Yeah. It's just, I applaud these people. Because, yeah. like you said, they're going to be lost in time eventually. And I guarantee you there's a lot of movies and stuff out there that are lost to time. Because oh, for sure. the studios yeah. never archived them. They never took the mm-hmm. time to do so so i applaud them for for doing the work and yeah. um again if i can find that clip i'll i'll link to it
2: excellent good good well let's see here i guess there is one more little update before we move on to the gamescom here uh with activision blizzard's lawsuit mm-hmm. kind of had just as there's not a whole lot new but kind of a bad one, it would appear. But, uh, so, you know, the CDFE has been all up in their business with this stuff. Um, And they expanded, uh, apparently, its lawsuit now for the uh, gender discrimination and sexual harassment to allege that Activision Blizzard has now suppressed evidence during their initial investigation. So, Mm -hmm. um, apparently, it came out this week that the DFEH's complaint against Activision Blizzard was changed on monday to include the uh allegations of retaliation uh specifically that they suppressed evidence and interfered with a government investigation um showing that activision blizzard reportedly shredded internal documents related to complaints and investigations um showing that activision blizzard violated the law by not holding on to these documents like you were supposed to so um the DFEH is calling it exactly willful malicious fraudulent and oppressive um so they're they're calling out also on the um the hiring of wilmer hale investigation um as as, as something that directly in- interferes by them hiring and bringing it in like they're also trying to directly interfere with the investigation that way and they also allege that uh activision blizzard uh, engaged in secret settlements the sexual harassment claims and non-disclosure agreements and non-disparagement agreements with severe penalties against the employees. Um, It's not getting better, unfortunately, the stuff that I'm hearing coming out of here. So, uh, yeah, apparently those agreements require employees to inform Activision Blizzard before speaking with the DFEH or other government agencies regarding worst place complaints.
0: No, absolutely not.
2: Whew.
0: That is bullshit. You do not have to do that. Mm -mm,
1: mm -mm, Do not mm
0: -mm. fall for that. I doubt anyone from Activision Blizzard is listening to this, but if you are, do not do that. Mm -mm, You have a right as a a working employee to file complaints against your company anonymously.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Do not do that.
2: Yeah. So it's not seeming like their behavior is getting less shady. And in fact, we're just finding more and more and more and more coming out here. Uh, I mean, there really isn't much more of the update than that because, I mean, they, they're, they're still ongoing and still, um, you know, trying to do their investigations and proceed with this as best they can. Um, Activision Blizzard apparently is saying that they've totally complied with every proper request in support of the review, um, even if we've been implementing reforms to ensure our workplaces are welcoming and safe for every employee. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, they they're saying they didn't shred them i Both mean that this is what they're saying so i'm just going to tell you what that that's being alleged mm. and what they're saying and then you know time will tell in their investigations um but yeah they're they're trying to say they tried to hold on to everything that was relevant to be helpful and I don't know. There is one amendment I saw in this story, though, that I found interesting, which I admit I found this morning and didn't do a bigger deep dive. So I need to look into it. But apparently a representative from Wilmer Hale uh, told Polygon that it actually was never a client to Amazon. Because remember how we were saying like they were hired for like union busting or something at Amazon? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to look into that. There might be um, a little game of you know, trying to throw them under the bus for something else maybe that I need to dig into. So uh, with a grain of salt, that was what I see as a correction on an article that I was reading. So they were correcting themselves. So um, I need to do a bigger dive into that because I'm kind of curious how that rumor would have been started then um, if they were, in fact, not hired by Amazon for that. So, yeah, they're just saying they're not a client to Amazon. Um, Coming from Jamie Goralik, who's a partner at Wilmer Hale.
0: Yeah because th- it does Apparently
2: they used to be someone was maybe a director on the Amazon's board or something and then that mm. probably did that whole game of telephone of you know a little bit of information gets lost each time and then turned into a rumor
0: I mean considering I'm not sure considering their reputation right now that's a little bit of a hard pill to swallow because but at the same time I understand I don't know enough about them and we mm-hmm. may need to look into this a little deeper but yeah. They, I mean, they could be looking at this as being slanderous to their company, but at yeah. the same time, when you connect those dots, this is who they were supposedly with Amazon, and now here comes Activision Blizzard hiring them for, for yeah. something similar. It It's really hard to believe that they're not, or they didn't have anything to do with Amazon, you know what I mean? I
2: mean, I feel like if nothing else, they're definitely... I guess I shouldn't say definitely and eat my words later, but they're a corporate interest law firm. Exactly. You know, so whatever they were hired for, we might have that information wrong or something. But I mean, if we keep seeing these big names pop up, I mean... Again, I, I shouldn't say much more without having done my own research because I could just dig myself into a hole that's not true. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so let's talk Gamescom. Okay, let's we do had it. a lot this week with Gamescom. Um, so I tried to do my due diligence and catching up because it came on while I was at stupid work, <laughs> and I can't watch now because it was so busy this week. But there were some ones that um, you know highlight for me, and then obviously. You know, you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's just start it off. Saints Row, baby. What? I mean, granted, it was a cinematic trailer, and I know I'm probably going to break my own rule here, but maybe because I've already played the other games, I kind of trust that the gameplay will be decent because they did mention along the lines of like Saint Row 2-ish kind of mechanics and stuff like that. Um, There's like a 2 to 3 vibe to it.
0: There was a developer video that did show gameplay.
2: Ah, then i needed to go back and do that no i was trying to catch them all in and write mm -hmm. my notes and yeah okay so maybe i should but then go ahead if you saw more of it tell us yeah yeah.
0: when when i saw that they had a developer video i was curious what they would be talking about and they were Mm -hmm. speaking with the uh voice actress like she was the host of this it was like about seven minutes give or take Um, okay she was the voice of the boss and I was curious about that from the start when they showed the boss in the trailer. It's like, so are we setting that this is like who this person is throughout the game? Because to me, I don't have a problem with it, and something tells me I heard a lot of flack um, oh, yeah. coming, like shade going to Volition's, like I don't like this new direction because I don't, I don't really know what they're angry about because I felt yeah. like it was combining. Like the best of both worlds, because I've heard, I've never played Saints Row 1 and 2, I've only played 3, 4, and whatever came after. Got out of hell? Yeah, got out of hell, and even Agents of Mayhem to a point. But I felt like they were trying to toe a line to appease both parties, because I've heard Saints Row 1 and 2 don't really have that crazy, kooky, like outlandish uh, nonsense from the original, or from 3 and 4, so they were trying to find, well, how do we go back to basics like we did from 1 and 2 to appease those fans, but also kind of throw in some, you know, crazy, kooky stuff to mm-hmm. where we're not going over the top. But it's just, you know, kind of... Still please, have the humor. Yeah, the, please yeah. some of those. And I felt like they were doing... Knowing that going in, seeing the trailer, I was like, okay, I can see what they're doing here. And I'm, I'm cool mm-hmm. with it. It's a Saints Row game. I have fun with Saints Row games, and All I'm right. willing to give this a shot. But something tells me the, the boss being a female, that's what... I could be wrong, could be wrong. You could be right, though. But knowing gaming, (laughs) you know gamers, I know know that that's probably where a lot of this is coming from. However, if you watch the developer video, they showed you can customize the boss. And it looks like you can be male or female. I could be wrong, but there was a shot where it was like her walking into a room And then they Mm -hmm. came back and they were talking about customization and they were showing that same shot with different characters, male, female, different colors, different costumes, whatever. So I think it's going to be just like all the others, which is a feature I kind of wanted. It has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with her being female. If that was the way it was going to be, I'd still play it. But I liked the customization. I wanted my boss to be my boss, like the guy I created. I just thought that was cool. You know, you can be you. I can be me. You know. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even for trophy purposes, I always loved that they made you swap genders. It's like you gotta play as this gender for X amount of time and then you can get this trophy. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll do it. You all right. know? Yeah. No no big deal. All
1: right.
0: So I I could be wrong, but I'm just, just something we, in my heart of hearts. We might
2: have unfortunately defaulted to that because of you know just because that's other what that's, that's, people decided to have with other that's characters. What it always is, or whatever. Yeah, Their fictional character. Oh my
0: god! Mm. But from what I saw, <laughs> uh, they were talking about this new town, which kind of looks to be like a, a desert town, like in Arizona yeah. or something like that. If you were to yeah, I got gather. that feel and then you know same as some of the other games you got different factions of gangs each one mm-hmm. has their own way of uh, approaching uh, how they fight and how they yeah. interact with it, you and they even said story wise it's supposed to be more heart like you really want to hang out with these characters you want like you want them to be in your home every day like okay. that's that that was kind of their goal they want you to just love and embrace these characters and anything everything they said I'm I'm in for it
2: it did it, I, I Yeah, I think it looks fine. I have enjoyed the few that I've played in the past, and I'm willing to keep my eye on it and yeah. see when more is coming out, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, d- yeah, yeah, it just looked cool. And I was it, <laughs> almost it was having inner turmoil where I'm like, why am I excited for a game that didn't give me gameplay in the trailer? Yeah. You know, because I've always been against that, but yeah, so I broke my rule. I it's watched okay. it and I was excited. <laughs> but it was, I mean, initially yeah.
0: it was just the... the- cinematic trailer but i think mm-hmm. it was a day after they posted that developer video so go definitely oh, go check okay. that out just to kind of get a feel for it um i'm i'm excited for it and you know what gamers how about this instead of judging something that hasn't come out yet wait until it does and then sure. you can piss and moan about it all you want
2: yeah yeah you know because you don't really know yet what it's gonna be
0: you don't so. <laughs> you really <laughs> don't all
2: mad now Adam. And maybe just come to terms with the fact not all of them will be for you.
0: Yeah. Hey, guess what? There are so many games out there. You right. can go play those like, other
2: games. That, that's my thing. It's like when you start, like, complaining about it, it's like, well, then it wasn't for you. Go find one that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Like, whatever. Anyway. So, yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, and also... Sifu we saw got a date mm-hmm. we got a date looks like release in February 22nd next year uh, we had been keeping an eye on that it was just the art style and everything yeah. alone that really uh, stood out to me as a kind of a unique for a fighting game of this uh, of this ilk I guess if you will <laughs> um, so got a release date that's what was exciting when we start to get uh, um, legit solid dates of course I guess we should still keep it with a grain of salt huh mm-hmm. I feel like I'm still on that train where we we got to wait and see what happens. But I was actually surprised at this. Like there was another Marvel game mm-hmm. that I was seeing. And I was like, I feel like maybe I kind of heard about it. But maybe it had completely slipped my mind.
0: I don't remember hearing about it before this. So this was uh, news <laughs> to me. Maybe yes. like rumors that it was coming. Maybe
2: that there was something else. Because I kind of feel like when I started reading about it a little bit more where it had like that XCOM feel, yeah. I was like... I feel like maybe, but who knows? As much news as we've read all year long, in my brain, dear Mm. Lord. Uh, So, uh, yeah, it was only a cinematic trailer again on this one, but there might have been a developer one that I
1: missed. I didn't see that.
2: Um, uh, But supposedly this week, though, we'll be getting some gameplay. They were talking about releasing some footage for that. So I guess more discussions will be had this following week, and we'll see. Mm. Um, I I mean, the trailer was cool.
1: I do I ha- mean it was
2: fun to just like watch as a Marvel thing. Mm-hmm. So I mean there's that.
0: I do have beef with it though. Okay. 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 Because as a hardcore Marvel fan, as we yeah. all have discussed in the past, this when when I saw what they were announcing, and then I saw characters like Blade, Ghost Rider, and even Wolverine,
2: mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Just hanging I, out with the gang. Yeah.
0: I was like, all right, I can see what they're doing here. And then I saw Iron Man. And I was like, uh okay, mm-hmm. okay. I guess we'll we'll work that in because we need one of the bigger dogs, why not? Sure. And then I saw Captain Marvel and Captain America and other Avengers and I'm like, what now wait a second. Wait, wait, just one damn minute. These characters do not fit within this narrative. Marvel has a roster of darker characters that would be perfect. And you could introduce them now in a game uh-huh. like this. To get them prepared for their appearances in the MCU. Like, Mm -hmm. one character in particular that I know that they're working on a series for right now is Moon Knight. He's a lesser-known character. I get that. But, you put him in this game, people will remember. They did that with Kamala Khan in Marvel's Avengers. I know the game sucks, but there she is. You, You get acquainted with her there if you played it. And then when her show comes out, boom. You're like, oh, yeah, that's, uh, I remember her.
2: We have a little base that's already got an idea of what's going on. There. Right. Yeah.
0: So why yeah. not use some of these darker characters like Moon Knight, Sleepwalker, Dark. People
2: are fans of these, is probably why. I and I feel but- like it'll definitely sell more because they're like, oh my God, I get to play all these favorites.
0: But it just seems like, like I said, Wolverine fits because he's that guy mm. who just. He seems to toe a line. He can be with the the big dogs. He can be with the darker characters. Doesn't miss a beat. Punisher, you could throw him in there because he's not necessarily a supernatural hero, but he would fit. Ah, uh, true. Because he's yeah. a street level and he could he could Uh Daredevil. Why not? Yeah. You know, darker character.
2: And we've already kind of introduced those into the world.
0: Yeah. So why yeah. not these characters instead of going with the basic Avengers? We've had the Avengers give some of the love to some of these other characters that are lesser known in a bigger game you can still lead with that's some fair. of your bigger characters like ghost rider and wolverine and blade i just that's my beef I with tell-
2: it I'm sure it's just 100% down to what they feel other people are going to be familiar with and want to buy into because they're no. more marketable like us right now or whatever. But you make a good point. Like, we should be brave enough to try to venture into the other areas. Yeah. And then you can never know what kind of these stories and everything will get created from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. new fans. And fans, and maybe Yeah. Maybe you could do another um, type of show instead of <laughs> rebooting the same thing.
0: Right. And And uh, furthermore, yeah. I mean, they didn't slap the Avengers name on it, so you're not beholden to them. Mm. It's just called Midnight Sun, so there you go. That that was right? the, that was an entire run of comics at one time. Oh yeah. Like a brand. Okay. So why not embrace those characters? I don't know. I'm just yeah. Money, I'm, I'm sure. Know.
2: I don't know, but I feel like they would have been more expensive to get too. I don't
0: know. Right. I don't know
2: how any of this works. <laughs> right. Clearly, I have no clue. Um, let's see here. Oh, Shredder's Revenge. I'm sorry. This is scratching an itch I didn't know mm-hmm. I had, and I want it in my hands right now. Um, along with that, then you get to see April O'Neill as a playable character. Now, granted, I I I loved the turtles. Mm-hmm. All of my guy friends wanted to pose April on me, but I wasn't about that life. I really wanted to be a turtle. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to be one of the turtles. Now, while I'm excited, April is a playable character, and I'll totally do it. Mm-hmm. I still need to be my, um, you know, Leonardo okay. and Michelangelo. Just saying, That's those were my favorites. Those are the ones I liked. I mean, granted, I know he was a little pissy, but you know, you know mm-hmm. but you know. It's probably why we, we see eye to eye. I'm like, I understand when people are being idiots. So this yeah. just makes you upset. And I get it. Right.
0: <laughs> see, like the turtle that I always leaned toward was uh, Raphael. Because yeah, I feel like we yeah. have... Well, I, I get him. I get where he's that coming from. Yeah, Yeah, I get it. I can see that. And um, what I found when they announced April, I was like, oh, you know what? That could open up a door of possibilities. Because if you're adding her in, why not add a few more characters in? Because along right. with her... You could add in Casey Jones. Yes. That would be cool. Please. And if you really wanted to go with like a deep, deep cut, there is, if anyone remembers, and we don't have to lean toward that specifically, but there is a female turtle. Okay. Now, I don't know if you remember this, (laughs) but in the 90s, late 90s, uh, there was a live action show on Fox Kids called uh, Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, where they introduced a turtle by the name of Venus de Milo, and she was the fifth female turtle.
2: (laughs) I do not know how I missed this. This Okay. great.
0: So you could utilize her, or in the comics, they have also uh, revealed a female turtle, and why not her? Yeah. That way, if you still want to be a turtle, but you want to be a girl, boom. You got the best of both worlds. Done. Done. Or you don't have to be a girl. You can play whoever you want, damn it. (laughs)
2: Whatever you want it to be. That's what I, yeah, whatever you want it to be. I mean, but she got some skills, though. She does. Oh, yeah, she got some skills. And it's glad
0: to see her not just being the damsel in distress. She's kicking
2: ass. (laughs) She got to get in there and actually fight and kick some butt, you Mm -hmm. know? Uh, so it, she was also announced as a playable character in that Nickelodeon game too, uh, Nickelodeon's All Star Brawl. Mm-hmm. So she's coming out doubly, I guess. That's right. Um, and they also announced Cat Dog going into that game. This Nintendo, uh, Nintendo Nickelodeon thing—it just looks so ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> But hey, they got all these characters. Why not just smash them together? They
2: really did all of the your Nickelodeon favorites. I guess I feel like this might have been just slightly after my time, because I or maybe I just didn't watch a lot of Nickelodeon. Yeah, I mean, I'm... because like I do recognize the characters, the shows, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but I don't remember dedicating any time to sitting down and like I have to watch it this time or whatever. So yeah. I'm familiar with like Ren and Snoopy and Cat and Dog and all that stuff, but I don't recall watching it regularly sure
0: yeah no i'm i'm same way i know of the characters it's just not i don't have any attachments to them
2: right it's just like yeah, oh, yeah I maybe that that's guy. where i'm at where i was like yeah i recognize those but there's nothing pulling me mm. towards it per se um so yeah so we'll get double the o'neill now double to go O'Neill.
0: to go off on a, a minor little tangent since uh-huh. we're talking about this crossover thing this is <laughs> totally random but it does work in to what i'm talking about here have you heard do you remember Courage the Cowardly Dog?
2: Yes. Okay.
0: Did you hear that they're doing a team-up movie with Scooby-Doo?
2: I did not.
0: Yeah. So I think it's coming <laughs> out next month. And when I saw this, I was like, is this a joke? And I saw, yeah. found a trailer for it. I was like, holy shit. Scooby-Doo and C- Courage Interesting. the Cowardly Dog. That seems like a match that should have happened long ago. Kinda. Like, Because they're just two peas in a pod. Two scaredy little dogs. So... I'm, I, I'd be down for this. Yeah, I mean, I, I that tick that tick. was not a show that I actually, I did watch it like, but not like you said, dedicated to watching it. I have seen mm. a couple of episodes here, and I was like, yeah, it's, this is entertaining. I like it, but not like huge. Oh my god, courage! No. But <laughs> I I, I'm I kind of want to watch it because I'm like, ah, oh, that's cool. You know? Did they
2: say when? Is um, it or is it already?
0: I think middle of September, but I don't. I okay. can't think of an actual date per se. That.
2: But- that's fine we, yeah. can, we can find out
0: then cool
2: uh ooh, horizon forbidden west was delayed a little bit looks mm-hmm. like a little bit so now it looks like we're looking at february of 2022 mm-hmm.
0: um didn't didn't they actually set a date for that like an uh, actual day
2: I, I think february hold on hold on hold on i feel like, like it was the 18th february 18th I 2022 i had to like where are my notes did i write it? <laughs> yes yeah, so um, so just a little bit of a delay, a little bit of a delay. Um uh, but they did release a new patch for Horizon Zero Dawn giving you a sixty FPS on PS five. Have I you heard. tested it? Have I you have, tested it?
0: I haven't. I read about it this morning and I kinda want to just to, Yeah, just, just to
2: look. Go run around, man, see yeah. if it's bloody smooth, see if it looks good, uh, let mm. me know. <laughs> Because, uh, so that, at least they're, they're giving you a little something-something, keeping yeah. you wanting to play the other one, um, there's DLC, keep you on uh, doing that, so just a little delay, but you know me, delay, make it good, let's not fight about it, let's not turn around and need a refund, um, take it from the PlayStation store, mm-hmm. or Cyberpunk, you know, <laughs> Let what <him, let> i <laughs> I think it's back now, though, actually, on the PlayStation Store. Um, uh, if you want to take
0: that risk, go right ahead.
2: <laughs> I've seen hard copies for like 10 bucks at Best Buy or something like online. Yeah. Um, anyway, Cult of the Lamb by Devolver. What did you think? Did you watch that? Oh,
0: my God. I missed this.
1: It's
2: okay, Okay, because as soon as I saw Devolver, I was like, okay, okay, what do you got going for? So, so, The Cult of the Lamb, I watched it this morning. So, it looks like you're playing a sacrificial lamb. Oh, my gosh. That, like, rises up and creates its own cult.
0: Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) So, um, I guess you're just, like, getting revenge on your own cult of fighting animals. um, And it kind of has, like, a dungeon crawler feel to it. All Mm -hmm. in all, I'm not completely... Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I completely nailed down like what the story might even be or if there is one. Um, I, I, You have to watch the video because I don't know that any words can do it justice <laughs> by watching it. But now it's on my radar and mm-hmm. I want to see it and I want to play it. And I recommend if you've not watched The Cult of the Lamb, uh, it... Uh- <laughs> I'm Devolver have to look trailer, into this. you have to look it up. I mean, but they're just and they're a the cute little lamb, hmm. this cute, adorable little lamb. And then it's just they kept showing you scenes of like you in your dungeon before your cult of animals. Like now you're their cult leader because you managed to survive getting sacrificed, and then they all bow to you, you know, because you're the lamb. <laughs> Devolver, I'm telling you, they yeah. they find some unique unique uh, little studios to do stuff with, so. I'm keeping an eye on that. It looks like 2022. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't see like a solid date, so just sometime in 2022. Yeah, looking um.
0: at this page here, it just says early 2022. Um, just just reading the description of what this game is, and even the pictures themselves. Like I'm gonna have to look <laughs> at the trailer now. But yeah. this is just like what? What it's, exactly? It's so cutesy, but the it just sounds dark. so dark.
2: Cute and dark. They do know how to toe that line. They pretty do. Well, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, i definitely check that one out because I, I feel like that's going
0: to be one I'm going to have to try out.
2: Sure. Uh, I don't know. Are, is Metroid Dread getting you excited yet? Because I saw we had another trailer for that. The, I the don't know. F-
0: trailer that I watched, I think they released another one, the, but the one that I watched seemed more cinematic than actual gameplay. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm still in for it because after we saw the first footage of gameplay where it's the 2D, um, like going back to mm-hmm. basics platformer, Honestly, feel like that's where Metroid belongs. Like I, I did yeah. play uh, the Prime series, or at least the first. Well, I guess there's only three up to now, and then four will be coming out soon, supposedly. But they were fun, and I enjoyed them. But mm-hmm. anytime I think of Metroid, if like if you told me you can pick one Metroid game to go back and play, Super Metroid would be it, because mm-hmm. oh, I just okay. I, the way that one plays. The, Everything about it is just so pitch perfect, and to me, that's the way Metroid should be played. And not to say there's anything wrong with, you know, playing with the formula mm-hmm. here, but I, I like that they're going back to basics. That, to me, well, our just... old school. Yeah. It just, Let it these works. these kids see what it was about. Mm-hmm. No, so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. So. Excellent. Excellent.
2: Yeah, it didn't look like there was much more news on that. Just saw that it was like another trailer probably made for Gamescom to have something a little bit to announce and have a presence there. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, we'll keep our eye on that, too. Let's see. what (laughs) More Outlast. I'm sure you saw that. We're getting more Outlast. It's called The Outlast Trials. I, I don't know. Like, I watched the trailer. It just it looks like more scary first-person horrifyingness. Mm-hmm. And if you're into it, there you go. You can do without more. that. <laughs> I, mean, I just like, I can't handle them all. <laughs> I did play them while I streamed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, no, I played the first one. I think that yeah. was it. Only the first one. And then it's DLC that came with it or whatever, like the extra. What- mm. No, no. I, like, peed a little bit every time. <laughs> it's not good for you. Speaking um, of which. Uh, Todd
0: <laughs> yeah. actually let me borrow Resident Evil Eight, so I guess I'll be talking about Ooh. that whenever I get around to it.
2: There you go. Yeah, yeah. you got like, your backlogs getting larger. Mm-hmm. Oh, but who doesn't, right, siblings? Who well, hey, not have a backlog that's ridiculous? <laughs> you
0: heard me talking about Returnal there for about two weeks, and I haven't talked yeah. about it since <laughs> because Remember I we're just went
2: back and finished it.
0: No, because I just. <laughs>
2: I feel you. You know? I feel you. Yeah, no. That would frustrate I want to have fun
0: with my games. I don't want to be angry at them. I just... Right? I, I guess I'm... It's just be- not our style. I've gotten to an age where I just... I want to have fun. I don't want yeah. to be frustrated. You know? it's for some people, that is fun. And if that's for you, great. Yeah. If you want to...
2: doing something crushingly hard that breaks your soul is fun for you, then by all means.
0: Yeah. I just... I'm, <laughs> I'm beyond that. I like it for the story, the gameplay... Right, just the, the right. adventure I don't want to just be like you gotta beat this boss and he's gonna smack you around and you gotta do die. it in
2: extra hard mode and you gotta do it's like no I don't no I don't no I don't
0: <laughs> I'm st- I'm old Maybe school you gamer you have
2: to <laughs> you wouldn't talk <laughs> about play it on whatever level I
0: want <laughs> yeah you just remember that shit anytime people are like old school you're not a real gamer if you didn't grow up with NES games that didn't give you options for difficulty and you had to play that son of a bitch hard and
2: you didn't get to save jerks yeah
0: Think about a game over. You screen. You died,
2: and you just had to start all over.
0: Mm-hmm. Tell you me don't know. A real
2: gamer. <laughs> How many games have you not finished just because you didn't have a walkthrough or anything? Huh? Huh? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see what else. What else was on Gamescom here? Midnight Fight Express actually looked kind of cool. I thought you might dig this one maybe a little bit as well. Um, a game developed by one guy, uh, Jacob is d z w i n k e l i'm sorry jacob you're just jacob from here on out because i'm not sure i said that at all the d might be silent i'm not i don't know uh but published by humble games um it just looked like a little fast-paced action brawler kind of top down uh side by side i don't uh, uh, like pedro-esque ah. art style um I thought it looked like it might be kind of fun. It might be a little bit too much for me eventually because mm. it does look like the further they get along, the more like timing and fighting and everything that you'll have to do. But hey, like you don't get much more indie than just one dude pushing out a thing. Right. Oh, yeah. um, so I definitely would check that one out. Um, oh, shoot. Did it have a release date? Because if they did, I was stupid. Um, says summer 2022. 20. Oh, OK. So, there you go. That's I'm all staring we got at it. I, I looked like I started to write it, and then who knows, with me. Uh, yeah,
0: I'd, I'd definitely give this one a look. Uh, this one must yeah. have went past that me That looked bit. like
2: one you might like, maybe for like a week or two. Sure. I don't know. There's plenty of games like that for me where I'm like, oh, I would be hardcore into this for like two weeks, and then mm. I know I would probably not touch it again. <laughs> um, Halo Infinite looks like they might have got a release date for you finally, guys. I don't know. I don't know if I trust it, but if you're into it December 8th, looks like what they're aiming for 2021. Now,
1: congrats! I know
2: it's had such a hard time. I feel like this didn't they initially want to release this with the uh, X? Like uh, that was so, the original yeah. plan, like to release, just- yeah. I, well, I mean, gestures broadly to last year. So uh, we'll see. So maybe you guys who love Halo will get your new Halo uh, at the end of the year. But maybe.
0: Did, did we mention what was going on with that too? I, I don't remember if we said anything about last week where it's only releasing single player, no co-op or multiplayer. Oh, and yes. And I don't remember was... if I said
2: that. We talked about it then either. Yeah, they were a little... Maybe they were, mm. so have you. Yeah, I guess that is kind of the draw for it, right? Because like, once you've beaten the story and everything, I thought the whole... For and now, again, correct me if I'm wrong, siblings, but I thought like the draw with those types of games were the constant playing on the multiplayer. That seemed and to be the shoot shoot going uh,
0: rate right on Twitter. That it seemed to be what I heard. So I I, I know that I was talking. I think I'd talked to uh, or it was brought up on twitter and i retweeted or something like that and lucas Egan, who we've had on the show if everybody remembers oh
2: yes lovely lovely gentleman you know
0: he was talking about you know he's disappointed because that was one of his favorite things playing halo with you know friends and family and whatnot and i kind of brought up that it was no doubt a symptom of we've just got to get this game out and we'll fix it later just go ahead and drop it and we'll put in multiplayer later and because we just have to do it now we can't wait any longer and you got to get that mindset out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I really, yeah. I, I, I am disappointed in how we hawk things now mm. because it's like, we have to talk about it way too far out and promise all these things way too far in advance. And like, it's okay to just let us know six months out, yeah. talk to the developers and see where the game actually is and ask the people making the game, you know, mm-hmm. the developers, <laughs> When they think it'll be done. And then the suits can make a decision on when it's coming out. Yeah. Let's stop this whole giving them a date and a deadline and then go. How about just like, here's a game we'd like you to make. Let us know when we're close.
0: Mm-hmm. That would be nice.
2: Right? You know, no crunch for them. No high expectations or us bitching about it on Twitter because, you know, we can't be mature enough to just wait. Mhm. <laughs> Just like, you know, let's move past all that, that that garbage we've got going on with that. Well, those are the ones that caught my eye yeah. that I felt compelled to chat about. How about you? Did I miss any favorites? Uh, there was a lot. I know I didn't yeah. mention all of them because, I mean, you even have the D- Death uh, Stranding Director's cut, mm. which I'm not sure I understand because I thought people told me that game was already severely long. but. Kojima, if you're a fan, you get more more of it. More um, I know Call of Duty Vanguard got a mention. Mm-hmm. Um, November 5th, I think, released for that. You know, so, like, stuff it seemed like we already kind of knew about.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was nothing that I remember. I mean, other than what we've talked about. I mean... I
2: know I watched a ton of little trailers there. I just kind of, s- s- like... The other night, sat down. I was like, "All right," and I went to the web page, and I was just like, "Let's mm-hmm. watch all these trailers. Let's see what all." Because I didn't get to watch it all live, so I didn't get all the Jeff Keeley fun, or if there was, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't watch the opening thing. But like um, you said,
0: there yes. was just so much. I mean, there it was, was so really much. Really hard to keep track of everything, and you know, which what? is
2: good. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good problem to have. Too many games to talk about. Uh, yeah.
0: But I can't think of anything else right offhand that makes me think that there's something I I'm, I'm wanting to talk yeah. about. So I uh,
2: mean, I guess y'all got some more screenshots and stuff from Elden Ring, so I guess some more proof that that's yeah. moving forward mm-hmm. for those who are excited about it. Um, but I don't recall seeing much else other than just like some more shot, like screenshots and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess then, what's up? Yeah, What's up? That's sl- all I got, man. I, I was like I said, we got no quickets, no nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I saw Gamescom, I'm like, we got a cut out for us there already. Yeah. Um
0: Well I'll say this, uh to all of our siblings out there. If there's a game that we didn't cover, uh Oh or please talk about, tell me. Let us know on Twitter and we'll uh we'll talk about it next week. If, yeah. If you drop it, we'll look into it and we'll we'll talk about it. Because it.
2: what were you excited for? Yeah, there's gotta be some stuff out there, siblings. Like which one did you go? Oh my god, yes. Hmm. Oh my god, yes, this looks great. I wanna know.
0: Yeah, I want know. Nothing I'm I'm just trying to thumb through some headlines and nothing is like, Oh my god, oh yes. So,
2: right, like I was, I was content with what was shown off, and content with the amount of stuff that I wasn't quite aware was going on in in the gaming sphere, and to find out that it was, so yeah. Okay, I'll drop Keep my one eye on that. I'll drop yeah. one Ooh.
0: based. Uh, I I don't know how much was actually shown, but I know this was talked about uh, over the past week, which is Guardians of the Galaxy. Since we got a little bit more information about that, there was talk about right. um, music being a huge part in the game like actual Mm -hmm. uh musical track kind of like what they've done in the movies and something about you can set up a playlist and the playlists create buffs and and stats for your characters or something like that so the the mechanic itself if you look up this article yeah it sounded really interesting so and they even mentioned that there will be like legit music from like kiss and iron maiden and just like some of these and i'm like all right all right you got my attention.
2: totally uh starfox way to go yeah so or, yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah look look up that article um I, I don't have it in front of me but i remember reading that and i was like all right well you're, you're starting to really sell me on this
2: yeah. I mean, I like those kinds of games already. Mm-hmm. Those like very, very story-driven and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, I was already kind of willing to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to keep reading into it and keep going, is it delayed? Is it this? Is it whatever? Yeah. I'm very content keeping myself ignorant to some of it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for to, sure. To, and keep,
2: to keep, keep it fresh for me, you know? <laughs> I just
0: wanted it to be a step above Marvel's Avengers, and I don't really feel like that's going to be too hard. And they look like they're on the right path.
2: Right. Yeah. So... Cool. Well that's all I got. What 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 are you what are we wrapping her up on?
0: Well, I got a story. Oh, you know, because so I've got those stories and I was trying to figure out which one I wanted to tell this week, but I got a good one for you. I think this'll be a fun story for everybody to kind of relax on the Gamescom thread. Now
2: now yeah, now that we're chilling down from
0: that. But we were talking about Nintendo and they you know, we we've mentioned that Nintendo can be a little harsh. Uh, yeah. When when you try yeah, to step to on their, their toes, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna go back to the '80s. You know
2: that that mm-hmm. wonderful time. I like the '80s. Mm-hmm. It's a good
0: time. So growing up in the '80s, most of us jumped on board the Nintendo train. I mean, there were sure close. there were some people playing Atari or Sega or maybe even a Turbo Graphics. I never even saw one of those in real life no. ever.
2: I had an Atari though. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but one. Nintendo seemed to be where it was at. That was like the mm-hmm. prime console that everybody wanted. We Right. played some of the most fun and challenging games ever made and we got damn good at them because practice and persistence is what it was all about right but I will admit there were a few games that never got easier you know they were just frustrating and we was like I just want to beat this contra that do this Contra. but then you had contra. the
2: code yeah well when you could get it <laughs> yeah uh,
0: those games uh, have now and will forever be extremely difficult. All because certain programming elements that they put into the game and they just wanted them to be hard. But in the 90s, uh, we were introduced to something that would change our gaming world forever. Now, if you didn't have enough lives in Super Mario Brothers, it's not a problem. No energy to fight that robot master in Mega Man, no worries. Giving up on Battletoads because the game was just so unforgiving. (laughs) It really was. Just give it another try. Only this time, play with some real power. God-level power. Now, if you're sitting there thinking and hearing that statement, thinking to yourself, you dumb bastard, gods aren't real, then clearly you weren't alive (laughs) in a time long ago when such myths existed. Now, back in 1986, brothers Richard and David Darling founded Codemasters, which is currently one of the oldest British game studios. But it won't be for long, <laughs> since it was recently acquired by EA earlier this year. Oh,
2: God, no! <laughs>
0: but that's not the focus of our story. <laughs> anyway, uh, their brothers wanted to make a big splash in the marketplace. The problem was that the marketplace was already a little crowded. How are they going to make a name from themselves in this crowded room? Well, being sharp businessmen, they developed a plan that would make budget-priced games with the quality of full price games in hopes of gaining a larger customer base that would subsequently create better exposure. And to produce more games in less time, the brothers hired developers on a freelance basis with each dev assigned to a single game. Now, in the first year, the company churned out several games like BMX Simulator, Super Robin Hood, and Dizzy, all released on various platforms like the Commodore 64, the Amiga, and the ZX Spectrum. Nintendo wasn't initially on their radar, seeing as how the console wasn't exactly popular in the UK at that moment. But eventually, they realized how big Nintendo was, and made it their mission to get involved with them. The Darling Brothers approached the company at a Las Vegas computer entertainment show about getting into the Nintendo business. However, according to them, or their sources, they were greeted with a less than warm welcome because they didn't, quote, book an appointment. So, Nintendo's attitude motivated Codemasters to find a workaround and say to hell with their damn seal of approval. They just had to find a way to pull it off. Now, if you recall our recent tale... Of Wisdom Tree and Color Dreams, we mm-hmm. reiterated Nintendo's strict licensing policy. Color Dreams found a workaround to reverse engineer uh, the the chip, and Tingen yeah. went that step further and straight up broke the law by, you know, stealing patents. <laughs> <taking> <laughs> so, what approach did Colored Masters take? Well, you be the judge. Obviously, the issue was the 10 NES lockout chip, which was an integrated circuit looking for a key that could only be found in Nintendo-supplied cartridges. That's how they got you. Oh. Now, having this information, the company turned to their resident genius, Ted... K- K- mm, I hate that. I don't want to say carry-on <laughs> because that's not his name. Caron. C-A-R-R-O-N. Caron? C- Caron?
2: Yeah, let's go Caron. Ted that Caron.
0: Initially, Codemasters developed a method that required their games to be played through what is referred to as a, quote, pass-through cartridge, where a licensed game had to be used to play their game so it could bypass the chip. And it sounds as complicated as I just made it sound.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And maybe more so. And even
0: more so. Uh, In fact, I'm not even sure how accurate that description is, like, how the device works to pass through and make the chip work. But um, I was going to say, you know, maybe one of our gaming Alexandria listeners could maybe point that out and point us in the right direction to really understand the mechanics of that. Because something tells me they they know somebody who knows somebody who knows all about this.
2: sure. (laughs) Right?
0: Anyway, uh, this helped begin their journey to the NES, porting over some of the early PC works onto the console and would be crucial in designing one of their biggest devices. Now, seeing how this was a complicated method, they continued working on an alternative method, (laughs) I can't talk, which boiled down to a new cart design with a switch on the back. So what does the switch do? Well, it bypasses that pesky little chip. But how, exactly? Now, you foolish kids, you want to know all about how the bread is made. Would it make a difference knowing that this switch activates a signal that emits multiple kilohertz to trick the lockout chip into communicating, which then allows the circuit to generate negative voltage into the chip that essentially crashes it?
2: I already stopped listening.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say this was ideal, but it worked. Mostly. Yeah. Well, you
2: know, it got the job done.
0: Yeah, it got the job done. Now, eventually the company wanted to create something new something that would appeal to everyone. The team began brainstorming on a game idea that would allow numerous options for the player. Playing a game the way you want to play it. This led to another line of thinking where they pondered the ability to alter all games in the same fashion. But such a feat seemed impossible until they realized that it wasn't entirely accurate. Ted Karen created a makeshift dev kit to work on this concept. In six months, Karen had developed a device that could interface with a game's code utilizing hexadecimal values. Entering a new string of code from the user interface could thereby alter a game's normal state. Some may say it's uh, cheating.
2: Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. You know, know, playing it not how they built it.
0: They preferred the term enhancing. Enhance, of course. Okay. However, most gamers at the time weren't exactly fluent in hexadecimal code. You know, Mm -hmm. most probably still aren't.
2: (laughs) Say, were they thinking of that at all?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, the company had a friend in Graham Rigby who owned nearly every single NES game released at the time and was able to help develop code strings for this new device. Now, to help sell this new device in new markets... Codemasters turned to a company called Comerica, which is a Canadian video game company which was owned and operated by David J. Harding, who is an old friend of the Darling Brothers. Comerica had also had some bad blood with Nintendo due to lawsuits against them due to peripherals that they created for the NES, like the Turbotronic and the Freedom Stick, which didn't ring a bell at first, but the more I thought about it, I was like, no,
2: I think
0: I I do remember that.
2: I don't know that I do.
0: The, the Freedom <laughs> Stick sounds more, I think it was like a big joystick, uh, oh, from okay. what I can remember. Obviously, this didn't hinder the company from pressing on, and they were happy to jump on board. Together with U.S. distributor Galoob, 1990 saw the release of the Power Pack, or, as it may be more widely known, the Game Genie.
2: I was going I to say it, but I didn't want to spoil the surprise. I was wondering if that's what it was. hmm The Game Genie, I had
0: one. The Game Genie allowed players to attach their favorite games to the device, insert said device into their NES. Upon powering up the console, you would be greeted to a screen, allowing you to enter a series of code up to three lines that would, quote, patch your game. The Game Genie was sold with a booklet containing a variety of codes for many games that were available. And as new games were released, new booklets could be purchased containing newer codes. See? Nickel and diming happened in the gaming industry decades ago. Microtransaction! microtransactions! look at that! (laughs) The all-new gaming device was a big hit. And you know when something's a big hit on a Nintendo console and Nintendo didn't know about it? (laughs) Nintendo files lawsuits. (laughs) Of course. Which is exactly what happened here, but not in the way you'd expect. In a preemptive move... Assuming a prediction of Nintendo's response to the Game Genie, in May 1990, Galoob filed a complaint against Nintendo in U.S. District Court. The company was seeking a declaratory judgment that the Game Genie did not violate Nintendo's copyrights, as well as an injunction preventing Nintendo from modifying their NES game system to make it incompatible with the Game Genie. Got it. They I were afraid. I do. They okay. were afraid that Nintendo was going to see this and be like, "No, no, no. We got to change shit so they can't get past our code or our chip. Okay. So we're going to change everything, and then this thing's going to be worthless." Okay. So Galoob All was right. like, "No, no, no. You can't. No, we're, we're we're filing a lawsuit right now or an injunction right now. And you <laughs> you cannot change things because this is legit, and that's it. You know."
2: Oh, this is great. <laughs> You can't change your own system. Right.
0: (laughs) So Nintendo responded by filing a complaint against Galoob, seeking an injunction to prevent them from selling the game, Genie.
2: Sure. That I'd expect.
0: The court granted Nintendo's injunction, but was ordered to post a bond for Galoob to be compensated for any loss of sales during the length of the case if Galoob wins.
1: okay.
0: Okay. So, Galoob immediately appealed, but was denied that. However, a year later, a trial concluded that in Galoob's favor, citing that there was no violation of copyright. This was explained by pointing out that the device itself is worthless without a game. And nothing the Game Genie does constitutes a derivative work. Ah. They're not copying the game. They're just altering code. Or adding code to a game. Sure. Okay. If consumers want to experiment with the games they have fairly paid for, it is their right to do so. See? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Nintendo didn't like this. <laughs> and they appealed. Of course. Yeah. But they were denied. Oh, wow. Yeah. And remember that bond Nintendo had to pay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, initially it was set to $100,000 in a loss of profits. However, a hearing revalued their losses and compensated Galoob over 15 million in losses and legal fees.
2: What? Yeah. Wow. And this was in the
0: 90s? Yeah. <laughs> With this hurdle now out of the way, Codemasters developed game genies for more consoles. The Super Nintendo. Hell yeah, they did. The Game I Boy. To
2: push them out.
0: The Sega Genesis. And even the Game Gear. In fact, Sega even officially licensed their devices from Codemasters, putting their seal, like, look, this is an officially licensed Sega product. Come on. It's almost like a middle finger to Nintendo.
2: I mean, well. (laughs)
0: Because there was that beef.
2: There is beef.
0: Mm -hmm. However, Codemasters' biggest problem going forward was the one who started it all in the first place, Galoob. There are documented comments stating that Codemasters and Galoob spent many years in court fighting over certain aspects of ownership of the Game Genie. However, all good stuff has apparently been sealed behind tight lips. I couldn't find anything about these lawsuits. Like They just can't talk about it, don't want to talk about it, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. All the good stuff is just gone. Despite that... We can all probably surmise greed had a lot to do with it, and subsequently led to its downfall. Because Comerica folded in 1993, Galoob was sold to Hasbro in 1998, and they had no interest in a Game Genie. Codemasters never produced another Game Genie device, but has continued developing games such as popular series titles like F1 and Dirt. Which I've never played, but there you go. Right, However, the game-enhancing fun didn't stop with the death of the Genie. In fact, it opened a whole new market, which was filled with pro-action replays and game sharks. Both were game-enhancing devices with a few more bells and whistles. My personal favorite was the game shark for the N64, which allowed me to detect changes in value in a game, thereby create a code for those changes. So, like, if I lost a life, it would search for the change in the code, and then I could die again. It would look for the code again and be like, okay, I see it. I see it. This is this is the line you're looking for. So, alter this code, and then boom, you got infinite lives. Yep. So, I thought that was really clever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, additionally, Game Genie codes have been used in numerous other emulator applications for infinite lives and energies and so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, they're still out there. And... We like to cheat. Yeah. (laughs) So don't think it just died off. People just found a a different way to utilize it. Right.
2: It upgraded with the times. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, the game Genie granted me a wish as a kid. Games that felt impossible to complete suddenly became fun new adventures that never felt boring but exhilarating. Because I could take them on. (laughs) I never felt as though I was cheating myself out of anything. Just enhancing my current playthrough.
2: Well done. Mm-hmm. I did you have one?
0: Uh I had one for the Super Nintendo. I do remember borrowing one for the NES and then of course I had the Game Shark for the N sixty four. So yeah, I had one for the Super Nintendo, but codes there were about limited to whatever book I had. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I remember that little thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't remember if I had one or if it was my girlfriend across the street who always brought it over like that. That's the detail I can't remember because I don't see it in my collection still of stuff because that is the one thing I'll keep is like my consoles and hard copy games since, you know, I started playing games. And uh, but my God, <laughs> we did. We played with that thing so much. <laughs> it was fun, though. Well, fine. Uh, well, that's our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know. Siblings. Do you have a game, Jeannie?
0: Did you enjoy it? Mm-hmm.
2: Did you enjoy it? Do What was the one you remember using it on? I, for some reason, remember, like, Contra and, like, Turtles, for whatever yeah. reason, because the four of us would, or, well, two of us, I guess, because I didn't have you didn't have four controllers, you know? We'd get together and play that, but we just wanted to beat it so bad while we were all together, we would just pop it in that so we wouldn't die.
1: Yep. <laughs> or Why when not? we
2: did, it didn't matter uh excellent well that's our show don't forget you can hit us up sometime on twitter at super mega crash you can also send us uh email over to super mega crash at gmail.com you can find us on instagram to view the weekly icon art Stephen puts time and love into and you can support the show by liking and leaving your reviews on your preferred platform and even going over to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions to support tell your friends you can search Pencil and Paper Podcast Network or just Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo, found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Itch Stuff, a- a- another one, um, YouTube, YouTube I think, too. Yeah, I was trying to remember all the other ones you added into. I think we just need to go wherever you listen. Wherever like to you seen. listen,
0: it's everywhere. Trust I me. should
2: stop trying to label them all off. You've probably heard the last attempt. There you go. Thank you so much for listening, though. I'm Lacey finley
0: And I'm Stephen White.
2: And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash Siblings. But until then,
0: game on. has been a pencil and paper podcast network production